Welcome to Happy Home with Dan and Latane. We are a real estate couple that focuses on faith, family, and financial freedom. We're going to kind of focus on... I'm glad you messed up, finally. (laughs) Focus on philosophies, goals, that kind of area. Let's talk about that. All right. Well, um, I'm going to quote my great friend, Mike Webb. Um, with uh, First Responders Financial, um, we went to a mastermind with him. And one thing he said to me several times at that mastermind was, Dan, run your own race. Mm-hmm. You're running your own race. Because I was talking to him about different philosophies, different thoughts, and, you know, have just coming out of a partnership in our storage, you know, him and I had totally different philosophies. Mm-hmm. Our partner's philosophy wasn't wrong. No. It was wrong for us. And our philosophy isn't wrong, but it was wrong for him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think people struggle with seeing people that are successful and feeling like they have to follow that philosophy. There are so many different philosophies within storage, meaning cash flow versus equity, Um, you know, debt versus not having debt. Um, Those are the two big ones that we kind of deal with a lot Mm -hmm. throughout the years. And I've, I've said this recently to people. I started reading Carlton Sheets. Carlton Sheets philosophy was you do a 30 year mortgage on a three-bedroom, two-bath, bread-and-butter house. You buy 30 properties. When you get to 30 properties, you sell off half of them, and you pay off your other 15. You have 15 properties free and clear. Mm -hmm. 25 years ago, that's what I got out of that course. And the other thing was is don't use garburators, and I thought that was hilarious (laughs) that he called it a garburator, not a garbage disposal. Um, But, uh, you know, the thing is is – once I read that, it made it was very simple to me, mm-hmm. and it it was very achievable of just buy 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 buy, and then we can you know work on paying them off. You know, we adjusted that a little bit. You know, we didn't do the true thirty year mortgages things like that, but that's essentially what we did, mm-hmm. and we just kind of grinded that out of let's get out of debt because in our mind getting out of the teaching, getting out of firefighting, getting out of nursing, everything that we've been in. It was, we need cash flow. If we don't have cash flow, how are we going to pay our house payment? How are we going to pay our car payment? Mm -hmm. So we got to that point that that, like, we almost had blinders on. That's all we were going to do was we were going to do cash flow. And through focusing on that and doing cash flow, Equity started coming, Mm -hmm. and we started seeing that, and we started gaining net worth and things like that. So, but I still think even to this day, it's hard for me and you when we look at a property to not look at it from a cash flow perspective. Now, this is where Pandora's box is just blown wide open of, well, you have cash flow, and it's taxable, where if you have debt, you can pull money out and it's not taxable. Well, to be honest, until five years ago, we didn't have any money. 
No. We, you know, we were still building. We were still doing stuff. We hadn't had any big sales until, you know, five, six years ago, seven years ago. And we started getting hit with taxes. Well, then the conversation between you and I started of, well, what do we do? How do we deal with this? But even through all of that, I th- we still, as we were driving back from Texas, we were talking, and it's like we still like the cash flow side of things. Mm-hmm. It's security in our mind. And that's, I mean, after 20 years of building our real estate business, that was our goal from the beginning. And I mean, obviously, goals change and adjust. And ours have. However, that still, that's what we're comfortable with. We know the ramifications of it. Now, we do take some other air ways to try to offset some of the tax liability. We've been learning other ways, but we know our comfort zone. And for us, to some extent, we have come to a place that, okay, we know we're going to be taxed on this, and that stinks. But it's a reality of what we do, and it's just part of it. And for us, the ability to have a clear mind, Mm -hmm. and I call it pillow time, um, the time that our heads on our pillows, we can rest and we can feel comfortable, even though we're going to pay tax. This is the thing. (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. We've done 1031s. We've done cost segregations. Um, you know, there's a few other things that get a little more sketchier. Um, you know, 1031s are legit. Mm-hmm. Cost segregations are legit. Mm-hmm. Cost segregation, you know, there's a point that you have to recapture. 1031s. All you're doing is kicking the can down the road. You are going to pay the taxes So, eventually. you know, that <laughs> philosophy is we're making bunches of money now. Ten years down the road when we sell, we're older, more likely that you're going to be in a lower tax bracket or not pay as much or not have as much income. But the thing that people don't think about is government and what, you know, you have Republicans, you have Democrats, you know, who's Those in tax office. tax laws change all the depending time. on the political climate. So whatever tax strategies you're putting into place now are great and work for you, but you don't know that that same idea is going to be in place five years down the road nope. when you're ready to sell. I mean, things changed. So we we came to a place that, okay, we know the ramifications. We know what, what, what we're getting into and what we're signing up for when we say we don't want the debt, we want the cash flow. And so we are comfortable with that. There are people that are not, and that is totally oh, fine. Our, our storage partner, I mean— I think he got hives when we talked about having cash flow. <laughs> um, but just as much as he got hives with cash flow, we got hives with him wanting to to have debt, debt because we worked so many years to not have debt because that was such a big weight for us to know, okay, we are responsible for this debt. If something were to happen, It all falls back on us. We're going to have to take the responsibility. What does that look like? And so it became, if we don't have the debt, we don't have the responsibility of the debt. So if, you know, five out of 10 tenants don't pay for six months, if we don't have debt on it, we can weather that because we don't have a bank loan. You know, it just, it shortens the cash flow. 
okay, that stinks, but we can work through that rather than being responsible to a bank for a payment that's got to be paid. And once again, there are strategies with taking on debt. Mm-hmm. You know, you have huge reserves. Yeah. Where truly, when we were paying so many things off and getting things so many sta- so uh, getting them stabilized, we did not have a lot of reserves. We were pretty lean. We mm. worked very, very lean. Yeah. So, you know, there's benefits for it being a hedge against inflation, having debt. We understand, remember going back to you run your own race. What do you feel comfortable with? We're not saying the way that we do it is the way that everybody needs to do it. Because if there that was the case, that there's a the lot of people that wouldn't it. be, yeah. Yeah. You know, once again, we still work out of a milk crate, you know, organizing things. It's okay to be you. It's okay to feel comfortable with what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Some guys will ramp up in three years. It took us 20 years. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your race. It's, it's, you know, some people get in to masterminds, to get into groups, to get around people. You know, for me... I read Carlton Sheets' uh, course and a couple other small courses, and I just started diving in. I didn't get involved in a bunch of the local groups. I didn't do all that. I recommend it because I see the value. Yeah. I feel like it made it slower for us. Yeah. So, but you people have to get to the point when we talked at the very beginning. You don't give up. You, when you decide real estate's for you, you do it and you don't give up. But then you have to figure out, and as you alluded to, kind of changing those goals, those dreams. You know, for us, we sold a lot at the beginning. Why? Because we wanted that cash. Yeah. Now, after selling off a few things, we, I mean, I'm, I don't want to sell. I mean, the only way I'm going to sell is if it's a, a problem property. Mm-hmm. You know, if I don't like it or there's something about it that I just, I'm, I'm tired of, I, I'm going to sell it. But besides that, because of all the tax ramifications and things, I can handle the cash flow dealing with the taxes and stuff like that. So this is our story. This is who we are. Mm-hmm. We're not the only philosophy but we're telling you our story and, and how so you, we think. You might start and say, okay, I, I want to build some cash flow. But when you start seeing on your tax return, oh, that cost me X amount of dollars, I don't really want that, you might change at that point or vice versa. It just it depends on what your goal is, what you're wanting. And when we say a philosophy, well, there's a thousand different moving parts to that. When we say cash flow and you're going to be taxed on it, you are. But you also do have, you have legal write-offs on a rental property because you and I are considered real estate um, professionals and investors by the IRS. That changes things for us. So our tax brackets are different than just someone that has a W-2 job. Well, when I was a firefighter, it was totally it was different, different yeah. because I had a W-2. So our accountant did it differently. Yeah. Um, So all of this plays into the bottom line. And so all of that can help make your a decision of, okay, cash flow is okay right now while I have a job because I'm not taxed the same way. But 
you know, when you, if you get to a point that you leave your job and I'm doing, then it might, it might change for you. It just, there are, like we've said so many times, there's so many moving parts and there's so many different ways to do it. Just know, don't look at the guy next to you that's been doing real estate for five years and he's doing well and okay, I need to be doing it like that. There's no cookie cutter in this. And you're going to do a project and say, that was horrible. I never want to do it like that again. And the next time, change it completely up. Or you're going to do a project and be like, okay, that went smooth. Let's do it again. And you're not going to be able to replicate it. It just is, it just depends every time. So you've got to be flexible to move with what's moving. I mean, the real estate market goes up and down all the time. That changes interest rate. That changes rent rates. That changes um, purchase price. It, it changes so much when you're doing fix-ups, material costs change, labor costs change. So all of this is so fluid that there's, you're not going to set, okay, this is the way I think and the way I want to operate this today. And that'd be the same three years from now. It's going to change, but you, along the line, you figure out what works for you, what works for your family, what you want to do, what your goals are. And as those change, you change your the way you're operating in all that. I think you're leading into what you just said right there. Things change in your family. You know, one thing that I think back to with our partner in storage, he was younger than me. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was ready to just roll. And I he mean, has younger children than we do. Yeah. And so we were kind of at that point that... We had sold out of a few things, got out of debt, and we didn't, like, we wanted to enjoy life and enjoy yeah. some things. That's when I, you know, walked away from the fire hall. Yeah. And it was just like, we were just at a different stage in life. And so some of real estate and some of your philosophies, I remember years ago when, I guess it was probably 10, 12 years ago, I looked at a house. And this house is great because it actually just got fixed up and sold again. But I looked at a house and I went to my mentor. Now, remember, my mentor is, how old is he? He's 16 years older than me. And I presented this to him because probably I was trying to look for some money because I probably didn't have any money. But (laughs) I was like, hey, man, what do you think about this? He goes, you couldn't give me that house. And... I proceeded to buy it. Mm-hmm. We fixed it up. Mm-hmm. We paid off your car. We did. And I bought you a new ring mm-hmm. off of that house. Mm-hmm. Here we are, and I just showed it to you the other day on vacation. We saw that property. Okay, if I remember, we sold it for about 79000 I mean, it was... That was in 2008. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was back in the, the um, recession and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We saw it on Realtor the other day. Was it one forty nine nine, double of what it was, yeah. you know, fifteen years ago? Yeah. Um, but his philosophy at that point, he was just like, "I'm not willing to risk for twenty twenty five thousand dollars." For us, it what was did, well worth the. What risk. did we have to lose? Yeah, we didn't have anything. Yeah, you know, we, I joke all the time. Why do we have a? Why would we ever have a prenup? We were both negative a hundred thousand dollars in student loans when we got married, you know. So we had nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. 
Now, would I look at that same deal the same way? No, I'd probably look more like our mentor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing when you go back to run your own race of where are you at in life? You know, when the thing I've been asking some of my my buddies recently is, when is enough enough? What is enough? You know, and I think that's a struggle that especially investors and entrepreneurs struggle with is it's always just more, 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 more. And being involved in the storage rebellion, you know, Mike would talk all the time about personal and personal and personal. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you'd sit there and, and yeah, but I want to learn about storage. I want to do this. But yet, when you have enough or you have a certain amount, when's enough? You know, is it when you can walk away from your job? You know, when are you going to spend more time with your kids? When are you going to stop you know, pushing 18 hours a day. Yeah. Um, so this all goes back to philosophy. You know, I think that was another thing with us and our storage partner was he was still in that ramp up grind. And I think we were at a point of not that we're wanting to rest in our laurels, but yet we wanted to enjoy the last 20 years of what we had been doing. And we finally sold some things and paid off all of our rental properties, I could leave my job, you left your job. And it was like, we just went straight into storage. And it was, it was overwhelming to us. And it just, I I think it was, uh, you know, from a biblical perspective of being unequally yoked. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we were necessarily unequally yoked in that perspective. But just our thought processes were were so far apart that neither of us could find a common ground to be like, to, okay, we can work through this because, and like, we have very strong thoughts on the way we do our business, as does he. And again, neither is wrong. It's just what works for us doesn't work for him. What works for him doesn't work for us. Now, 15 years ago, it might have um, when we had younger kids and we were really trying to push some things out. Well, and grow our business. I they, mean, like, scale it and make yeah. it make it to where we were doing really well. But we're not trying to scale by leaps and bounds now. Yes, we are buying and building and growing. Absolutely. But not day. like we were. It's not like we've got to buy everything we come across. And if, if we don't like the project, we're good to well, pass on it and see what say happens that. next. I can kind of pick and choose yeah. what we want to do. We don't have, you know, the property that we had under contract that we were going to buy that had 26 cats, three dogs, the floors were urine saturated, trees everywhere. It was a complicated deal. And it was like, it just got to that point that 10 years ago, I'd have made it happen. Absolutely. I was just like, you know what? It's not worth it. It's not worth the frustration. I would rather be able to focus on other things that we're working on than adding another headache and another stress. So for us, some of our philosophy now is, does this get in the way of us enjoying our life? Yeah. Being able to come home and relax. You know, your dream, and we're fulfilling it a little more recently, of going on more and more vacations. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to feel like I have to be here every day of the week just to be able to get projects done, get, you know, more guys over to these houses. I want to be able to go. I want to be able to jump on a cruise ship. I want to be able to go to Florida. Yeah. 
so we, our philosophy is, yes, we want to grow. Yes, we want to continue to do what we've done for years, but we can pick and choose a little more. So we don't have to fight and scale and take on our 20-unit apartment building that we did eight years ago that it was weekly rentals and you know, foundations and yeah. and everything having to be rebuilt. Um, we don't have to take that on. Yeah. We can we can kind of look for the cream of the crop. You know, something that's great area, that kind of stuff. It's less risky. Yeah. So we're older. We yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Um. So I think that when you start thinking about philosophies, when you start thinking, if you're just getting started, what what stage of life are you in is one thing. What is your risk tolerance? What is your finance? I mean, there is so many aspects to this. But I think it's important, you know, we were just having a conversation with our son a little bit ago of sometimes being in your own head and taking time to think is okay. Yeah. So many people with cell phones and so plugged into technology, we don't take the time to sit down. And I'm going to be the first one to admit, sitting down and getting in touch with your feelings, getting in touch with, I mean, in the last two years, especially since I quit the fire hall, I've like, keep on coming back to this with you of, so what are we doing? What's, what, what are we, like, what's our long-term goal? You know, we've looked at buying some stuff internationally, Yeah. you know, just because it's cheap on the ocean, beautiful, you know, getting some culture. And then, you know, we were like, yeah, boy, we don't want to leave the U.S. <laughs> you know, that's, I'm not that's a huge. not a good idea for right. us. <laughs> you know, people that know me, I'm not big on getting on commercial airplanes. Mm-hmm. Um, I can do it. It's not that, you know, but it's, if I can drive, I'm driving. Mm-hmm. You know, we drove 15 hours to Texas. I'm a driver. Yeah. Um, it all comes back to philosophies. And what do you want in your life? Take the time to sit down. And the thing is, you might write it out. Go talk to your wife or your spouse. And the next thing you know, it's like that's all blown up yeah. because that's not what, you yeah. know, as you guys start talking, it's it's totally different. Yeah. And I think that is what is very, very important. All funding, acquisitions, doing the deals. Yeah, that is part of it. But it's, it's getting that foundation of... And it goes back to that why of what's your why. Yeah. You know, we've got rentals, we've got storage. If we didn't buy anything else, we could live a good life. But we do keep on going. But we create what we want. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I think we were all over the board on on this one. I mean, we were talking about partners, philosophies, cash flow, all this, but I think it's it's something that we've been dealing with and never really had guidance on what does this look like until the last few years, until I got involved with some people and they started making me think. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. I think sometimes it messes with you a little bit. Yeah. Um, I know it has with me, and yeah. you've actually said it to me. Dan, it's okay you know, we've been doing it this way and it's okay. Cause it's like going back to running your own race. I feel like, well, they're doing it this way. I've got to do it this way. 
Get in your head. Know what you're okay with. Yeah. And be okay with that. Be okay with your ideas, your goals. If it's working for you, okay. If it don't work for anybody else, as long as it works for you, that's really all that matters. Because in the end, you're the one in your home at night. You're the one dealing with everything attached to the decisions you're making. I mean, a friend can tell you all day long what they think is right, but in the end, they don't deal with the consequences of it. I remember back, and I know you do too, when I was in the fire hall and I was driving that paid off truck Mm -hmm. and I had people, you know, I was talking about real estate that we were, man, you can afford, go get you a big diesel truck. So what does dumb Dan do? (laughs) I go and buy a diesel truck that we can't afford. Yeah. It was miserable. It was. It was absolutely miserable. Mm -hmm. But I had it in my head. I had the voices in my head that, oh, you deserve this. You're owed this. I'm not deserved anything. I'm not owed anything. We We work for what we want. And we let outside people and outside opinions influence what we knew and what we thought. And we acted on that. And that was a mistake. A mistake that we made that we've talked to our boys, especially about multiple times of, you know what, what other people say and think, it really doesn't matter in the end because they don't know. You don't. I remember when one of our real estate deals went bad. It was a uh, lease option. Mm -hmm. And we had to put some money down. And once again, stupid Dan moment. Um And I'll tell you guys this, look through every unit that you buy. At the time, I was young. It was a 14-unit apartment building. Guys lease purchasing it. We could afford to buy it. He didn't let me in all the properties or all the units. And come to find out, half of the units were destroyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the great, you know, real estate investor that I am that I had to (laughs) learn the hard way. Um, But... I remember that guy was calling us at 1, 2 o'clock in the morning. And we talked about how we would never let that happen again. You know, we're going to feel comfortable within ourselves to know nobody can talk to us. Yeah, Talk us into a deal. You know what? We've made some people mad when we've backed out of deals because we didn't have pertinent information. Um, but we were going to be comfortable with that. Yeah. So make sure, and I think it goes back to writing down goals. It goes back to writing down your philosophies, writing, doing it together as a couple. Yeah. You know, and if you, you're not a couple, get an accountability partner. You know what? Everything's not just husband and wife. Yeah. That is what we are. That's how we've done it. But get an accountability partner. You know, there's other people out there. Write this stuff down. Put it before you, a vision before you will not perish. Yep. And I I am huge in talking to Latane and making sure that we're on the same page and that we have something before us because if not, we're all over the place. And we've talked about that. Yeah, we have. We have, we have been, been all over the place, you know. And it's something we've been dealing with a lot recently. And we have to rein ourselves in and be like, wait a minute, what are we doing? What's the goal? Where are we heading here? Because if, like if you don't have a goal, what are you shooting for? So you have 15 ideas and you're going to chase all of them because you don't have a central focus of what you're looking at and moving towards. So, you know, in the end, whatever your goal is, is what you're shooting for, no matter what other people say. 
and be again, be okay with being you. Be that confident. is something it took us a long time to be okay with us and what we do and where we're at and get out because honestly, the thoughts and opinions we think other people have about us are probably not true anyways. They're made up in our head. Yep. So just be true to yourself and what you're aiming for and the road you're walking and leave it at that and just work. And Sounds just, easy, but that's the it's hard. It is hard. It's, it's, it's very hard. 20 years of it figuring is. this out. So for us to expect you guys to do that is a challenge. <laughs> it it, it's, it's it's hard. It's a journey. We'll say it, it is. That way. <laughs> it is. But make sure that you're being intentional. Exactly. With looking at this and and then being confident and what you're doing so that you're not all over the place. You know, if you get around multifamily guys, oh man, I want to do that or I want to do this. Yeah. What do you feel comfortable with management wise? Do you want to self-manage? Yeah, I mean, at all this all seems so overwhelming, but really there's only a few aspects to real estate and then you have to figure out the deviations of what you feel comfortable with. Yeah. And then you roll with them. Yep. And you and you focus on those. You get rid of that you know, uh, shiny object syndrome where you're, oh, the first thing that comes by, I can make money. I can do this. I can do that. No, you have made that determination of this is what we're going to do. Exactly. So so as we sit here and talk about philosophy, I'm sure our philosophy will change. I'm sure it will. Again. Um, (laughs) It always does. But that's just part of it. The cool thing is for us, we do it together. That's right. And, uh, you know, I encourage, especially from a guy's perspective, listen to your spouse. They they have um, wisdom. You know, we want to act all macho and everything else, but um, listen to what they, they say. Um, you know, sometimes you have to make hard decisions, but listen, let them have a voice. I think it's important. So, all right. Well, that was philosophies. There we go.